In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option, coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions. I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, you might care to hit the subscribe button. Send us a few quid via Patreon or PayPal. Remember us in your prayers. Perhaps add in a constructive comment on the comments page. In 1898, an Irish newspaper called the Skibbereen Eagle, edited by a man called Mr. Potter, achieved immortality. And to this day is famous for a comment made in an editorial in which the editor of the Skibbereen Eagle warned the Tsar of Russia and all such despotic governments that it, the Skibbereen Eagle, had its eye on them. The English newspapers took up, took up the, the thing and made a huge joke of it that this remote provincial newspaper was terrorising the Tsar of Russia. Well, keep in mind then the Tsar of Russia was enormously powerful and an autocrat. Hmm? I don't quite want to go to that point because I don't think that Vladimir Putin will, will um, quake in his shoes. Pretty good shoes by the look of them. Uh, because... The Brendan option has its eye on him. I want to make the point here, and I'm not coming at this as a as a as a current affairs commentator. You know, my my knowledge of the whole thing is not nearly as detailed as it should be, but just to sound a note of warning, because contrary to what some of our critics think, a Catholic education is concerned with truth. A Catholic journalist should be obsessed with truth. The Catholic contribution to current affairs and commentary on current affairs is a mania for truth. And if, if it's not that, it's not Catholic. Now the truth is almost impossible. Historical truth is notoriously difficult to pin down. Hmm? notoriously difficult. You think because, oh, you have the facts, you have the truth. You don't have the truth because you don't know why those facts came to be or you can't even often be sure how they came to be. There may be several possibilities. And historians vary. There can be as many viewpoints as you can find books. I'm exaggerating slightly, but only slightly to make the point. I'm looking at a narrative now, to use the modern term, okay? A narrative. Another word for the spin. That there is on this whole Russia-West thing, the whole business with the Ukrainian border and the activities of the, the, the army of the Russian Federation. They have something like 100,000 troops there now at the moment, I think. And... Uh, I'm just fascinated by the way that the head of that country is invariably depicted, almost invariably depicted as a gangster, and simply that. Now I'd say Vladimir Putin is no slouch. I would say he's no joke. I would say he's a tough, hard, shrewd operator. He may be ruthless, I don't know. Certainly there are there, there are certainly disturbing episodes which could be referred to. But to just dismiss him as some sort of a gangster, this is the man who pretty much rescued Russia from the absolute wreckage it was in. 
during the Yeltsin years, where it be it went from a communist country to barely to to a form of capitalism that could be, best be described as, I don't know, financial piranhaism. Great white sharkism. It certainly couldn't correspond to anything say, roughly analogous to to a civilized modern commercial environment. Is the whole place had been taken over by robber barons? Now you may say, well, the whole place has now been taken over by one robber baron. I don't know that that's true. I'm not sure that you know that that's true. But I would say that that's probably better in that at least we know what we're dealing with. He's clearly a very gifted man. He's clearly a tremendously able man. And Russia is clearly not a negligible power and something that can just be treated as as the Ottoman Empire once was, as the sick man of Europe, to be dismembered at will by the younger, more vigorous and more carnivorous powers around it. Now, I don't blame the Russians if they don't want to strap a doormat to to their border in the form of the Ukraine with welcome written across it. I don't blame them for considering that they have a certain sphere of influence in which they don't want, shall we say, I won't say an enemy, but an organisation they regard as at least potentially inimical like NATO to have military presence. I would question as to what we think we're doing, trying to control the whole bloody world. I would just raise those questions. Are our hands clean in all of this? And speaking as a believer and as a Christian, I happen to notice that religion is on the rise in Russia and sharply on the decline in the West. And I'm sorry if this offends you, but the decline of religion is profoundly ominous for any culture. Religion contains far more of national identities. It provides the basis far more to the moral authority of states than you may realise. Simply because modern post-Christian states tend to create a quasi-religious mythology around their own existence in order to compensate for the real thing, for the absence of the real thing. Russia and the East in general seem, it seems to me very, it seems to me very vigorous and, and not a negligible power and not to be despised and dismissed. I, I would just question as to the extent I'm suspicious of how ubiquitous this narrative is and how easily it's accepted. And and really what's going on in the media, and the media are very much to blame in this too, I think, is, is is a kind of jingoism. And you know the term jingoism from the First World War because people have forgotten how on both sides drums were beating for war long before the war itself happened. And one of the songs in the music halls of the time in England was We don't want to fight, but by jingo, if we do. We've got the ships, we've got the men, we've got the money too. By jingo, hence jingoism. Simplistic, um, refrain-based commentary 
on, on complex public affairs. Now, I don't think that Kaiser Wilhelm was a hero. I'm not sure that he was particularly trustworthy. I'm not sure that he wasn't, to, to a, a considerable extent, responsible for the outbreak of the First World War. But that is a very complex issue. I'm suggesting that the issue here now is equally complex. I'm not claiming expertise, but I am suspicious at the way in which everyone seems to be playing the same old tune the whole time. Two legs, as Orwell put it, four legs good, two legs bad. We just learn it and keep repeating it. We seem perfectly willing to do business with China. Yeah? Even though it's a communist country which still has concentration camps. Millions of, of, of debts on, on, on what would normally pass for its conscience. But we, we, we have made an absolute demon out of Russia. I wonder what the difference is. Now please reassure me because, you know, I'm just a stupid little priest. Please tell me. No, no, they, no I must be wrong about this. No, no, no. But just in case, reassure me. It's, it's not because Russia is going back to Christianity. Hmm? I mean, that, that, that couldn't possibly be a reason. No, no. No, I really have to stop. I really have to stop listening to this, this, this kind of conspiracy stuff. It's not good for me. I'm old, dodgy health. Dodgy ticker. No, no, I, 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 I can't handle this kind of stuff. But I mean, it is odd, is it not? Because I don't think I'm imagining it. I think China gets a better treatment in the Western press than Russia does. Now you can say, oh, well, Russia's an autocracy. Well, it's not an autocracy on paper. And you'll have to prove the rest step by step. China is a dictatorship on paper. The dictatorship of the proletariat, meaning a dictatorship of the Communist Party, which is the vanguard of the proletariat. It's not a democracy. Ask the people in Hong Kong. It's not a democracy. Ask the people in Taiwan. Those are, are where are our democracies? No, 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 no. I look. I may be completely wrong about this, but yeah, this. This one little voter, I'm, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. There's, there's something slightly off here and I don't feel that this discussion is honest. I want to know more about what's going on. I want to know more about the background to this whole Ukrainian thing. I want to know more about what's going on internally in the Ukraine and whether they're as holy and saintly as we're being told. I want to hear more about the plight of the Russian speakers in the Ukraine. And let me say straight out that I sympathise with the, with, to some extent, with the attitude of, of, of uh, Northern Unionists in Ireland. I can see where they're coming from. Patrick Pierce, one of the founders of our state, said that the sight of one of them with a gun was nearly as ridiculous as the sight of a nationalist without one. He didn't regard their cause as ridiculous. He didn't agree with it. The Russian speakers in the Ukraine, the, 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 the pro-Russia element in the Ukraine. I, we need to hear both sides of this. Uh, both? What am I saying? There must be about 20 sides to this. 
and we need to hear them. And I'm not saying that Vladimir Putin, who is a remarkable man, a remarkable statesman, a remarkable leader, is a good man or the right man to be in charge in Russia. That's for discussion and debate. Right? I'm just saying I don't trust a narrative that's so sure of itself. There are no dogmas in temporal matters. We are taught that by our faith. I have dogmas regarding the faith. Catholicism imposes no dogmas on temporal matters beyond the basic moral law. What am I asking about this, this whole thing? I'm asking you inform yourselves. I'm not asking you to be a cynic. I'm asking you to be a sceptic. A Catholic sceptic. It's almost a tautology. Catholics revere knowledge. Knowledge is just one of the many faces of God. God is the truth. What is this? Is this uh, happy birthday, Vladimir? Is this we love you, Vladimir? No, no, it's not. No, it's not. I, I, I don't think I'm being. I don't think I'm being naive in this. I, I, I just, I just, I just feel that the discourse, the narrative, is naive. I feel we're being peddled. Um, a, a, an account of things that doesn't quite tally and I would beg the public I would beg voters but particularly I would beg Catholics please inform yourselves deal with reputable non-biased news agencies and inform yourselves this, this is too important to allow jingos to rule the debate God bless your, your work, whatever your conclusions. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.